Wilma Mankiller, the first woman to become principal chief of the Cherokee Nation. Wilma Mankiller was born in Oklahoma, one of eleven children of a Cherokee father and a mother of Dutch and Irish heritage. Her family was tight-knit and loving, and though they were so poor she sometimes had to wear clothes made from old flour sacks, Mankiller was happy in the wooded countryside of her birth. Eleven years later, in 1956, everything changed. Over 100 years earlier, the Cherokee people had been forcibly removed from their homes in the southeastern United States and marched to present-day Oklahoma over what is today called the Trail of Tears. Now the United States government was again pressing the Cherokee to relocate, not using force this time, but with promises of a better life elsewhere. Intrigued by the claim, Mankiller's father made the decision to participate in the government's plan to mainstream Cherokee families into large cities. The family's new home would be San Francisco, California, and for Mankiller it was a bewildering and devastating change. It was not until she discovered the local San Francisco Indian Center that Mankiller found a place where she felt at home. As she progressed through school, Mankiller felt she had no clear sense of direction in her life. When her boyfriend proposed, 17-year-old Mankiller agreed to marry him. Within three years, the couple had two daughters. But marriage and family did not change Mankiller's feeling of being out of place in California. In October 1969, the eyes of the Native American community focused on the island of Alcatraz. Long used as a federal high-security prison, Alcatraz had been abandoned since 1963. Using the terms of an 1868 treaty that permitted Native Americans to file for a homestead on vacant federal property, a large group of activists landed on Alcatraz. On November 9, 1969, they took symbolic possession of the island in the name of Indians of all tribes. For the next 19 months, 89 people remained there and were joined by others, including Wilma Mankiller and four of her siblings. Much later in life, Mankiller would say that her journey began on Alcatraz. It was there, alongside fellow protesters working for the good of all Native Americans, that she finally experienced the sense of purpose she had longed for. Now Mankiller wanted to do more for her people. By the mid-seventies, Mankiller's marriage was failing, and she returned with her daughters to Oklahoma. She got a job with the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma, helping members of her tribe get university educations, something she had obtained for herself in San Francisco. Mankiller soon proved herself an able fundraiser and dedicated developer of programs, which got the attention of the chief of the Cherokee Nation, Ross Swimmer. Mankiller knew she was appreciated, but she was very surprised when Chief Swimmer asked her to enter an election as his deputy chief. No woman had ever held this position, and Mankiller encountered enormous resistance during the campaign by men who said she would make their tribe into a joke. She was openly threatened and her property vandalized. She received hate mail. It was exhausting, complicated by the fact that she was suffering from kidney disease and a degenerative illness called muscular dystrophy. The race was extremely close and resulted in a runoff between Mankiller and another candidate to decide the election. Mankiller won the 1983 election, 
becoming the first woman deputy chief of the Cherokee Nation. Opposition and lack of support continued to plague Mankiller during her next two years in office. She had to learn to work around the outright hostility of many council members. She felt frustrated and unwelcome. Times were still difficult in 1985 when Chief Swimmer accepted the leadership of the National Bureau of Indian Affairs from President Reagan. In accordance with the Cherokee Constitution, Mankiller automatically became chief of the Cherokee Nation for the duration of Swimmer's term. Wilma Mankiller was now the first female chief of her people, although she had not been directly elected to the office. When the time came for a new election in 1987, Mankiller agonized over whether to run for office. It would be considerably more difficult than her run for deputy chief. The Cher-